the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with one of uh, my sisters from the Bay Area that is doing some great work to address the issue of human trafficking. Amongst other things, um, we are here with Virginia. Uh, Virginia, it, uh, Virginia Arnold, she was born and raised in Berkeley, California. She has a BA in business management and has retired from Kaiser Permanente. Um, and she did that. She retired after 35 years of service. Hey. <laughs> um, and, and we love Kaiser over here. Love Kaiser. They're doing some great work um, in the community, specifically in this area. So really excited to hear about that. Um, she's also, she became a widow in 2009 after 25 years of marriage to the late Reverend Ennis Franklin Arnold. And um, during their marriage, they had several ministries that they did together. Um, but one of those areas was ministering to juveniles in Juvenile Hall and um feeding the less fortunate and she is continuing to keep that legacy alive with the work that she is doing. She is a loving mother, a stepmother to four daughters and one son and grandmother of five beautiful grandchildren. Today we're going to be hearing about her nonprofit Royals reaching our young ladies and her whole mission in life there is to bring awareness, education and support to young girls about the threat and warning signs of becoming a victim of human trafficking. Welcome to the show, Virginia. Thank you. Yes. Pleasure to be here. So glad you're here. And you have with you uh, your sister in justice, Arlene Hip. Yes. Yes. So hi, Arlene. How are you? Hello. Hello. So we're going to just dig right in. So um, you, you know, you've, you've done quite a bit in your career, both professionally and ministerially. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you came to this? Uh, where did this come from, this heart for reaching young people? Well, it's always been there. That's how I was raised. Um, my mother only had two children, but she raised a village. Uh, 
So, um, but how I really got into this was I was a victim of, not of both human trafficking and being um, molested as a child. And I'm a baby boomer, so we keep secrets. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what we were taught. So we didn't tell. And so I bundled up a lot of things. Um, My mother was a child psychologist. I never told her. Wow. I felt that that would destroy her because we were always open. So, you know, I just kept this in. That was wrong. And so after seeing the stages that I went through, and and once you've been molested, you have a different behavior because things are introduced to you that you didn't know that were alive. And so that led me into being promiscuous, um, a short stint in human trafficking. And then I woke up. Mm. Uh, So I said, no one ever should go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. We need to tell our children. When I go to juvenile hall, I always tell them all, you know, let's talk. You know, it's supposed to be about ministry and coming to Christ. But part of that is meeting them where they're at. Yeah. And so trying to talk to them. And and then they explained to me some of them once was they um, she had been arrested for human trafficking. And I said, oh, no, victims have rights. She says, you don't understand, Miss V. I'm the perpetrator. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that's when you start. I knew that I have to let these young people express to me. And the only way to do that is to be open. Mm, Yes. So that's how I kind of got started. And then I had a niece that was in the life. And um, I felt like, you know what? She's our family. All of these young ladies are our daughters. Yes. And so we... Rallied, the family rallied around her and got her uh, off the streets, and um, she's doing so well. She went and got a cosmetology license. Nice. She's a mom now, and, you know, and so she's my poster girl when I do events. I Mm -hmm. always, you know, let her share as much as she can. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I thought. I don't want any other child to suffer like I did. Right. And so that's why it's not just reaching our young ladies, men, anybody who, because i minister to the boys as well, um, who wants to share and, you know, just to get them to see another light. Yes. So speaking a, a little bit about the young men, because I was going to ask you, um, you if you minister to young men, do you think just your just your thoughts on this? Do you think that, um, uh, you know, I often say that the young men become exploiters for the same reasons the women become exploited. And I know it's not always like that. Right. You know, there's men that are there's young men that are exploited. And young women that are exploiters, right, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the percentage wise, it's usually the other way around. And so do you think that the young men become exploiters for the same reasons that the women become exploited? Yes, in a way. Some um, no guidance. And the disrespect of women through music and just maybe their own home upbringing. Yeah. Um, I have partnered, Royals has partnered with uh, Darren White, who is um, uh, Realized Potential. Yeah. And what he does, we do events together. Okay. And what he does is he brings the men's perspective. Yeah. Uh, he tries to show them that, you know, not to disrespect women. And this is your sister. This is, you know, so he has a whole uh, network of things that's called the game. And yeah. I forget what the acronym is about, but and it's for teaching young men. How to be young men. Yeah. So a lot of them are raised by women. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's all they know is a woman's perspective. Yeah. And so um, sometimes they, that they learn either the, depending on the type of mom they had, either to respect women or disrespect them. Right. Yeah. And, and that's interesting, too, because if you have a mom, if you're a young man and you have a mom that's a drug addict or you have a mom that's being exploited or you have a mom that is working, you know, three and four jobs and not you don't really understand, but she's just not home because she's out, you know, trying to make ends meet. There can be that resentment. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, and then and then you may be getting maybe raised by an uncle or the, you know, the dudes on the block. Right. That are corrupting you. Exactly. Corruption is is child abuse, you know. Right. And so they're corrupting you. So uh, I was just asked that earlier this morning, you know, uh, about the the making of an exploiter. And um, and, you know, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately because um, I believe that the way that we solve this is by talking to both sides. Exactly. Right. So I'm so glad you, you do the same thing. So tell me, uh, Royals, how did you come up with the name? Uh, a group of young ladies, Arlene Hip is one. We, we sat around my dining room table, or was it at the church uh, vestibule, one of those. Mm-hmm. And um, we were Deciding what could we name ourselves? So mm-hmm. of course we go to the Bible. Yeah, and there it is. We are royal priesthood. We are royal <laughs> priesthood. Yes. So and you, First and Peter you use, two and nine. So. You use purple, the color of royalty, right? Purple is your we color, use right? Blue. We oh, use blue. I, oh, blue. Okay, open heavens. Oh, yes, I love blue. I thought I saw something. Maybe it's a very dark. Um, it blue. could be. Is it a bl- dark blue? That yes, you it use? is. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So beautiful um, uh, name, I think, just to de- sort of declare that over right. the, the people that you serve. Right, because we are called to do this. And the reason why I do this is because we're supposed, and Luca tells us to set the captives free. Mm. And so we are setting them free because they've been captive, you yeah. know, and we need to love and nurture them. I always. Uh, the reason why I do this with uh, a lot of times I go into uh, churches. That's my primarily ministry is going. I do schools and whatever calls me, but I try to bring it home to the uh, church families because yes. a lot of us Christians, we tend to look down mm-hmm. on people that are different or mm-hmm that have problems, you know, and I always tell them, you know what? Look at Rahab. Yeah. Right. What she did. Right. And what, how the Lord used her. And so that was his relative. Exactly. (laughs) Come from the lineage, you know, so when they, when they look down, you know, I always bring them home. I'm like, but you know, Hey, our Lord and Savior come from Rahab. Come here, Rahab. Where are you? Right. And that could be me. Right. That could be any young woman that is being used but God calls them out right. of darkness that's into right. the marvelous light. That's right. And so that's why I, I know I'm preaching now. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead and <laughs> preach. Go ahead. But uh, that's uh, how we devise our name. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, the the book of Hosea is coming up for me. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the dynamic there. I actually um, I'm I'm working on a project with a woman right now whose family has been impacted by human trafficking. And we're looking at the book 
of Hosea and just kind of it doesn't give you all the details, but just thinking a little bit about the dynamic in their household, because I think it tells you a lot mm-hmm. about um, the experience of a sexually exploited minor. So we'll come right back. And okay. thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio again with the founder of Royals, Virginia Arnold. And um, Virginia and, and I, uh, well, Love Never Fails and, and Royals are both part of AC United, which is a group of nonprofits in Alameda County that are coming together and 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 uni- unifying to address this issue of human trafficking. I'm so grateful to have you on the show, Virginia. Thank you. And also we have with us Arlene Hip, who is is part of Royals. And so I I just wanted to bring you into the conversation, Arlene. Um, You've been part of Royals since the very beginning? Yes, since inception. Awesome. And so what has it meant to you? Well, I'm a board member. Yes. And as a board member, one of the things to me about Royals is promotion. Mm -hmm. Not the promotion of the organization, the promotion of the cause. Yes. And to network. I'm a networker. Yes. So I believe in connection. Because there is a connectivity with all of the issues that leads into human trafficking, Mm -hmm. be it music, be it household, be it domestic violence, mental health, uh, legal issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a whole spectrum. So my portion of it is strategy for royals Mm -hmm. and the importance of people who are not safe. How can we find ways to help them become safe? Mm. And to me, that's one of the most profound portions of it is how can we help people? Um, Because it's just like anything else. You can bring somebody out for a moment, but if they're going back into the same uh, situation and condition, uh, what does it do for them? Yeah. So how can we change more things, not just this one siloed thing? So that's my portion of trying to be a change maker. Or being a change maker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, change agent. Yeah. And, these, and not through just, collaborations and through Yeah, and also, you activism. know, the legislation that's going on in our, you know, with the areas, there's no housing. There's oh, yeah. No, there's no jobs. Um, uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, Big <laughs> issue. You know, yeah. there's a, you know, criminal justice system. Yes. You know, so it's like, you know, a multitude of issues and the systemic uh, policies that are put in place that are keeping people at, uh, 
in a position to be trafficked. So my thing is 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 also looking at the uh uh, priorities of public administration. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, just thinking a little bit on policies and on um, some of the legislation, we know that several laws have been passed in the in the you know last couple of years. One that we were very involved in, with, which is AB twelve twenty seven, which requires that schools uh, educate children. Yes, uh, you yes. know about human trafficking in in seventh, uh, ninth, and eleventh grade. Um, there's been others where you know uh, hotels have to post. Um, you know, banners and posters that, that help young people come out of of trafficking and help people know where the resources are, like the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Right? Um, there's others that where SESTA FOSTA last year that passed um, in April, where it, it's holding uh, online platforms accountable for um, uh, the trafficking that's happening digitally. Right? Yes. Via technology, if right. you interest posts a lot of it information about that because yeah. that's where a large portion of it comes through 85 yes. to 90 percent comes to online exactly and so i was just curious what are your thoughts either of you who wants to answer um on on that because there it's quite a controversial topic i i don't know if you've been hearing a lot about the sesta fosta um um you know it was signed into law and now um back page has been shut down uh red book was seized by fbi but what's happening is a lot of the um resources that the fbi and other agencies were using to find victims online they're no longer able to use those um, and a lot of sex the sex workers union is very adamant against the sesta fosta um, but yet the survivors that I've spoken with and that I serve are are very happy that it passed and that it's holding online platforms accountable for that blatant selling of exactly. children that was happening in public eye. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Virginia? Um, I'm glad it went forward. Um, the resources that they had, I think those resources should be given to nonprofits like ours because we are able to go out there and see them in a different light mm. because we know people yeah. who are in the life. And so therefore they they may not be, but they know the connections. Right. I was, uh, I do a little work with urban strategies and one of the guys that came in uh, from Oakland Unite, he, um, he says he's cat rescued like 25 people. Yeah. Nobody knows this. Right. But a mama go to him mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, my daughter's out there. He drives down him and the crew and they have a whole little network mm-hmm. that they do. Yes. So I'm saying is, you know, these are just homeboys. Right. Out there trying to help us. That's right. Rescue our children. Yes. You know, and just kind of piling on. We have a program called Project Look For Me. Why did we start that? We're not big. We're not scary people. We don't carry. We don't strap. We don't do all that. We come in the name of the Lord and we come um, because, you know, you would want somebody to do that for your child. Absolutely. So we come in that name and the parents are the ones who are calling me. People are like the police are like, how are you getting these? The parents call me. They call me. They call people I know because they don't trust the police or if they're undocumented, they don't want to call the police. But why should someone, because they have some other situation going on with law enforcement, have a child that is just um, exploited and sold? Exactly. You know, so like 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 your situation, we've been networking to bring people out. 
Exactly. And, 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 you know, so um, to your point, there's a lot of ways to do this, right? It, right. There's a lot of ways to do this. And I, sometimes we just think there's only this one way, which is leaving the wide web open and letting 10 year old children be nude on a website and people rating them by stars and right. saying, oh, she was good at this and she was good at that. And that being right there, that her fellow students at school can see mm-hmm. how she was rated and what her body looks like. And that's just been put out there. And we're, we're, we're wondering whether we should have shut that down. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't either. Well, yeah. According to the First Amendment. And yeah. this is where all of this ambivalence is coming from. The fact that tech is new, the laws have not caught up yet, and this is a big consensus that's going on. Yes. Even with human trafficking, if you look at Polaris and if you look at the National Human Trafficking uh, Center, because this is a relatively new genre, Yes. The datas- the databases have not developed fully yet. Yeah. And so that's why it's still... It's still uh, uh, that's a why discussion. you have to have people. That's why you have to have this yeah. discussion. And that's why huh? you have to have this discussion in yeah. order for uh, those who are developers. This is this is the discussion that needs to be put to those who are developers so that we can actually come together and we can draw power. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I challenge I come from the tech community. Right. So my background is in tech and I've I've, I've put it out there and I say it here on the show and I say, hey, we're here, Arlene, Virginia, myself. We're willing to be your um, your um, subject matter experts. Exactly. When you build your apps, you want some insight on how to build your apps so that they don't lend themselves to a child being sold there. Come and talk to us. Right. Design your applications and your platforms so that they are not readily used by exploiters to sell children and to promote pornography. And the other thing is, is that we're here in the East Bay, and I sit on this other board, nine counties. We're in Alameda County. Mm-hmm. There's not eight other counties. And so, you know, there's, there's, it should be uniform. And so putting it out to the other counties as That's well. That's true. That's true. Not just stay siloed here. That's right. We, too, are we're involved with Contra Costa County, Santa Clara County, San Francisco County. And people go, why are you so all over? Because of the mobility of human trafficking. You can't just be in one county. No, you can't. Because your child is only there for two weeks and then they move over in Contra Costa and then they move. Right. They move to Sacto. They move down to Fresno. You got to be talking. You got to have a network. You got to be collaborative. And you need to collect data collect in order data. to build things. It's, it's imperative to collect data. That's right. And you have to be all across the board in order to collect data and from everybody to collect data because that's the only way that you're going to build uh, what needs to be, first of all, a story to be told, Mm -hmm. to tell it to people, and to find out what's actually being done because you can't do it if you're not connected. That's good. All right. Thank you, Arlene. We're going to come back. We'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. 
My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Virginia and Arlene of Royals. Uh, they are an organization that is addressing the issue of human trafficking. Uh, Royals um, is a uh, is an organization that has been in place for three years or this will be our fourth year. Fourth, four years, yes, and doing amazing work um, advocating for uh, commercially sexually exploited children and adults. Yes, and partnering with um, other groups in various capacities to minister to the men yes. um, on that side of the spectrum, and just anyone who has need. Of, of services. And I heard from Sister Arlene that you guys are going into multiple counties, not just Alameda County, and um, and and get reaching that cross section yes. that we so often need. And so I love your your point about data. And actually, there was a grant that was published. We actually went for it, but we didn't get it. Um, Cal OES had a grant where they were going to part of that grant was to collect data um, across the state. Um, and uh, specifically around transitional age youth mm-hmm. and um, and figure out what the biggest inhibitors are for Tay, uh, C- uh, CSEC Tay, mm-hmm. to access services. And um, I, I, I had such great ideas about that. But unfortunately, I don't have the I don't have a, a, a on staff graf, a grant writer. So I think our grant writing was a little bit lacking, as well as um, we don't have the track record that many of these longstanding organizations have. And I'm sure you can relate to. That. Yes, very much. So, cause I don't have a grant writer either. <laughs> yes. And one of the things just for the listening audience to think about is as you think about what you can do to um, play a role. If you have a knack for any business, uh, you know, accounting, um, if, if you have a knack for grant writing, if you have a knack for grant sourcing, um, I've often thought, wouldn't it be awesome if there was an organization that was formed, a nonprofit that was formed, that would service all of us? That would be wonderful. And that's yeah, very much needed. It's needed. And they could, you know, they could do a raft, like a... Um, What's the name? Basically, raffle off, you know, this, you know, we're going to I'm going to pick one of these organizations that meets my criteria. Exactly. And I'll select you and I'll write this grant for you this time. And then I'll write a grant for another person the next time and just really help us uh, bring some capacity and infrastructure to the work we're doing. Um, because it's transformative. It's life-giving. It's it li- is. It, you know, and people are like, you did all that? And with that amount of money? I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Right. I am not, you know, I am not milking the cow here. Right. And a lot of times we put our own money in this. Oh. I mean, it's for our cause. I mean, it, I yeah. believe that, you know, 
like I got my uh, message from President Obama when he said when he wanted us to um, take charge. He called us into action mm. in 2014. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason that led me. And you know what? Well, how can we do this? You know, and so we started just doing fundraisers, just little things. But, you know, it's really not enough to do this work. You need lab work. You need materials. I mean, I'm networking. I'm going all over classes. I'm I'm traveling the street, walking the streets. Mm-hmm. My my aunt, rest her soul, she used to tell me, Jenny, when you're out there, take your dog. <laughs> ah, just in case, huh? take the dog. I know that's right. It's, what kind of dog? You got a poodle? Oh, no, I have an Akita. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jesus. Right. I was imagining a little tiny Oh, no, I don't have no fufu dog. <laughs> Okay, you got the Akita. That's good. Yeah, yeah but so I don't take Akita. him with me. But I just thought, you know, she was an older woman, yes. and she was like, Jenny, I'm so proud of you for the work you're doing, but, you know, that's not safe. Yeah. So you better take, his name is Keto. You better take Keto out there. So like, yeah. no. Uh. Yeah, it's so funny when I'm doing, you know, uh, the Lord has really put um, Oakland on my heart um, as of late, and we actually were out there this past Saturday. We did a a praise dance, um, declaring a, a revival. I saw that you did, okay. And we we went from Lake Merritt all the way to Hundred and Sixth. Um, started at five in the morning in the rain and just went and made our way down. But um, one of the things um, when my mom sees me doing these things, she always says, "That's not safe." <laughs> Right. <laughs> Who was with you? <laughs> like we had security. We had four security people with mm-hmm. us. But it was funny because some of them, I don't, I don't know if some of them knew the Lord, so they were a little scared of us uh-huh. because we were, we were like going in, we're praying, we're like, we're like after, and they're like, these people are crazy. <laughs> then they tab- label us those Christian, those women crazy <laughs> Christians. There they go. Oh my gosh! So. So tell me about, you know, um, you've, have you been to Juvenile Hall recently? Yes, I just went week, last week. Okay. Tell, just, so that what's was going on wonderful. There? Uh-huh. Um, I always start with the young ladies. Um, this time when I went, the young ladies weren't receptive. Um, the few that came in, they wanted to talk among themselves. And so then I gave them a charge. Hey, listen. This is violent. You can you don't have to come here and mm-hmm. hear this. If you want to come, then I'm willing to listen. So they said, you know, Miss V, we're talking. Apparently they were cousins and they said, um, pray for us and then we're going to go back out. So I did. And I went back to the uh, the other unit where it was 13 young men. And uh, was two other volunteers, a young lady and a guy there. So the three of us, that was so powerful. Mm. These young men wanted to hear the word and they wanted to change their lives. Wow. And they were receptive, you know, and I always tell a story that, you know, hey, I was robbed at gunpoint and I'm scared the Bee Gees out of me. And but I said that to say this, I'm somebody's mom, grandma, auntie. And so uh, one of the guys was saying, you mean, do you know who they look like? That's not the moral of the story. I ain't trying to back you up. (laughs) Ah, Where they at? Right. I said, no, the moral of the story is what your actions are. They reflect someone like me. Right. So, you know, this is what I need you guys to do. Think about your actions actions. before you go out there. But anyway, they were so receptive to everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not a hugger, but I'm learning that I have to be now. Uh, 
And so they hugged me, you know, oh, a few yeah. of them hugged me when, you know, they left. Um, but they were so receptive, you know, and that's what's wrong. It's not enough people, males, out there giving these young brothers a chance, giving them a word, taking them somewhere, showing them how mm-hmm. to be young men. And uh, that's why I, I'm glad that I hooked up with uh, Darren White and RPI because that's what he does. And I have, um, I have two grandsons. Mm-hmm. 22 and 18 and uh, their dads are they're not in their in life their they, like they should be mm-hmm. anyway well they are and aren't one is one isn't but anyway he's helped me with them he's you know just not just said a kind word just mm-hmm. showed some interest mm-hmm. and that's what these young men need they yes. need some interest they need someone because I'm a woman right I I don't know what they need I don't know how to talk to them right. like that yeah men do that's right yeah one of the when we were out there um we were coming down from East 15th we we had started off at Regeneration Church thank you pastor Billy appreciate you and we were walking down um international was raining and everything and there was this young man and he was under a tarp mm-hmm. and um he was it was raining and he had it kind of covered around his head the tarp and when he saw us coming his face went from a scowl to a to a smile and when the uh, pastor, uh, James Westbrook of the Realm Church, he was with us and uh, he came upon him and um, we asked his name. His name was Tim. And um, and he started talking to him. The brothers started crying. Uh-huh. And then he just gave him a big old hug. Mm-hmm. And he just was just was overjoyed to have somebody come and see about him. Right. Listen. In the rain, mm-hmm. you know, six in the morning raining and here we come and it's like you know so there there are these times when you get this sense you know hope you know if if you're a follower of jesus it's the lord it's holy spirit telling you if you're not uh you get this sense that it's time to help somebody in your midst i would say that's god speaking to you it is and it, and just do it because you don't you know it might look weird it's odd it's uh, it's it's strange but um, like you we're said, peculiar we're now. peculiar. That's right. And and like you said, this is what they need. Yes. And we can't sit back and say, oh, well, how did they? Well, how could they pimp those girls like that? But you never were willing to give them a hug. No. Yeah. Never willing to ask them what they need, mm-hmm. even what their name is. Right. You were so operating in fear that we don't even ask what the name is. Right. We don't even acknowledge them when they come by. Well, we'll come right back. Uh, We're going to hear a little bit more. Thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. I'm in the studio today with Sister Virginia um, Arnold and Arlene Hip of Royals, and we were just having a great little conversation. I had to I had to pump the brakes during the break because I wanted y'all to hear some of this goodness that was going on. So, so Virginia was sharing that sometimes when she's speaking to the young men, um, she 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 apologizes. Tell us about that. So I apologize because I feel like I failed you. My generation failed you. We, we, it's something that we didn't do for you. And help me. What is it that you would like to see? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they said, well, you've taken everything from us. That's why we hang on street corners. We have energy. Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, no ice parks. There's no, no, uh, no, there's no roller parks, skatings, no, no uh, go-kart racing, uh, no, no amenities, you know, where they can go shoot pool at a red call or something that's open when they need when their energy is at peak mm-hmm. all of those things are gone we take we, we shut them down and we build malls or apartment buildings i mean that's all needed but then we left them out right you know it's so funny because um even uh recently we've had a shift in my church with the youth and we were it's so easy to um, start building the children's ministry and start building the the you know marriage ministry and you have these youth right that are there and you're like whoa what's going on and my husband has a huge heart for the youth as do I and so we're like no we gotta have like a computer lab and we've got to have like things here in, in the church that the youth can do so we're doing a culinary academy for the youth that they you know we've the Lord gave a very creative way of, of, of snapping the, the, the message into making some food, calling it the appetite for Christ. All right. So we're doing something unique. But, you know, you've got to, you know, kids, you can't just talk at them all no, the time. You got to ask them what they want. And right. then you got to meet them where they need. are. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so and then Sister Arlene was kind of jumping in and, and uh, giving me the chills, quite frankly, because the, the vision that I had, well, you know, this and I, it's documented on Facebook. I just want you to know it's up there. So I'm not making this stuff up. It's like the Lord showed me that we're going to walk. We're going to dance down every block and we're going to pray over every block and we're going to usher in a stewardship of uh, ownership on the part of the people that are there. We're not going to come in and save Oakland. The people that are there are going to be equipped. That's it. Every block will be equipped to minister to the needs of their block. And specifically he gave me three roles. One was one was going to bring the resources one was going to bring the, 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 the leadership spiritually, whether that's worship, the word or both. And the other one was going to bring protection, safety. And I don't know if that's a person or a group of people, but it was going to be assigned by blocks. And so I was just taken aback by what you just said, which is that you have this thing about uh, tenants, uh, tenant groups, block associations. Block associations. Tell us when, more. When something where I'm from in New York. Yeah, I'm from in New York. New York. 
That's right. Our block association, when something was on, we were all part of the block association. So if something was going on there, we see somebody moving and there's too much activity, we need to shut it down because this is our block. Right. But we were all participants. Mm. And so one of the things is, is the collaboration of the people on the block. And so we have to hear in California, it's a little bit different because most of the people on the block where I lived at mm-hmm. look like I did. Yeah. Or they might have spoke with an accent. Yeah. But we all had the same mentality. It was about family. And so the same thing here is very multicultural out here. Yeah. And so being that it's multicultural, one of the things we can't have exclusion. Everybody talks about race, race, division, inclusion and ex- equity and all of these different wonderful words. The thing about it is you have to include everybody. I remember a hearing about this 100 block plan. Mm. Now, this was supposed to be down at East Oakland, and this was maybe about 2006, I think she was in office. Mm. And it was supposed to be a design for this. Mm. But the thing about it is, is that there's a lot of rhetoric that's going on. Mm. Most of it is rhetoric. This city has more nonprofits than any other. Nonprofits compose the third largest employer in this nation. Mm. And so we have all of these nonprofits, but... Are the nonprofits impacting what they need to impact? And so my point that I'm speaking to, the concepts are wonderful if, in fact, they are put in place as a pilot, Mm -hmm. evaluated, and ready to be adjusted if need be. Strategic planning, program evaluation. That's all that is. Right. And so we want impact. And not just with the children, because if the children are going back into uh, chaos in their household and the parents are not in order, this is a multi-generational thing. That's right. This is a neighborhood thing. This is a spiritual, financial, emotional. This is a total whole person thing. And we need to begin to think about that because our relationship with our father Mm -hmm. is in totality. Yes. Hmm. Yes. It starts inward. Yes. You can't do anything if you're not inwardly correct. Come on. Nothing manifests outside. That's right. And so we want manifestation outside. So first of all, we need to be correct inside and we need to talk to the people about getting correct inside. That's and good. we have to meet them where we are. Christians, I didn't come up as a Christian. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know about it. Yeah. But we have to meet people where they are and we cannot judge them. Right. That's because it. if you do not judge them, if you judge them, what happens? That means that you are moving them out of the circle, and we want people to be inclusive, not exclusive. That's right. And so this is the only way that this block-by-block block thing, yeah. this design, because this design could work. It's nothing but agencies. And when we finish, I will give you some information that I think is important for you. Mm. This is what the Ooh. Holy Spirit gave me. And I'm very strong and very serious about the entirety. Yes. Because we, just like when you get sick, yeah, we're a whole person. Yeah. And when you go to the doctor, they look at you physically. They don't never ask about you mentally. They don't ask about you emotionally. They don't ask about you spiritually, financially, economic. They don't ask about you anything. One thing. Right. But if your mind is not right and you physically healthy, you could still die. Somatic illness. Come on mm-hmm. now. Come on. Dying in the mind. Come on now. Yeah. To kill a body. That's and right. that's what's happened in our communities. Yes. Our communities have died over a 30-year period from the 1980s, from crack and HIV on. That's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. The breakdown. Yeah. Now, think about, you know, thinking a little bit more on this. Right now, we're dealing with an opioid ep- epidemic right now. And <laughs> and there's a lot. Um, and it's it's actually affecting a different demographic than the crack uh, uh, affected, right? And you're seeing a lot of focus. You're seeing a lot of uh, intervening um, on the part of 
government, on the part of finance being applied, on the part of, of uh, you know, um, uh, me- you know, medicine being um, provided to first responders so that they can revive somebody if they're overdosing and so on. Um, but one of the things that troubles my heart is we have a whole generation of children that were supposed to be raised by a set of parents that are all crack addicts. And we somehow we we're not seeing how that um, is impacting that the, the children, the outs, the offspring of those crack parents, crack addict parents and and and. The parents themselves, they're so debilitated to your point. You know, one of the reasons with our IT Academy, why we don't just meet the needs of the survivors of human trafficking and enable them and we enable their brothers and their cousins and their their sisters and their so on. Why? Because they got to have a community to go back to. Exactly. Right. That's healthy. Are you seeing that as well? It's just like that need. Yes, it, it, it stabilization is stabilization of the exactly. whole system, and that's what needs to happen. When the when the child is rescued, you have to rescue the parents, the whole family, the whole family. And yeah. back to what you were talking about, you know, the crack babies and the opioids. Our African Americans have had these issues all along. Yes, it wasn't addressed until different populations started getting into the opioids. Yes, I worked in a hospital for thirty-five years. I've had patients call me because you, I've been getting Percocet, and now you want to change me to uh, Tylenol. What that? The blah, blah blah is that? You know, and I was like, okay, so those that's been happening. Yes. But it wasn't addressed. And that's what I have an issue with, because like you say, the crack was introduced to us a long time ago. Yeah. We've been sitting in court, juvenile court with our children. I used to my husband and I, when he was living, we used to go to court with parents so that their child, you know, so we could stand up for their child because they were into drugs and things like that. Come on now. But now it's addressing a broader population. Now it's and, an issue. And, yeah, But it's always been an issue. Well, and, and then look at the, you know, look at look at uh, um, drug, uh, marijuana, weed. I mean, how many how many of our young men are sitting in jail for selling weed? And now, now it's legal. Mm-hmm. And so now what happens to their case? Sitting there. Oh, no, they're actually. This is what's going on with that. Yeah. I don't know if you heard in San Francisco about them about to expunge how many thousands of cases because marijuana is now legal. Right. See, that was supposed to be in the first place. Yeah. It's all about racism. And people, we as a people here in North America that came through on the Middle Passage, and I'm just going to keep it real. Yeah. Because we are who we are and we got here how we got here. It's always about race. Yeah. Policy is about race. Dem- it's about demographics. When it was us, just us, mm-hmm. it nothing wasn't a happened. Problem. And yeah. then when yeah. it be when it started moving outside of that realm, yes. Who get got involved? The CDC, biggest agency in North America. Yes. Yeah, so, so we've got a lot of work to do, yes, and, we and do. really, I always like to say, and I, you know, sad to say, human trafficking is the pimple on top of the skin. This needs. There's so many layers. If you know anything about skin? There's layers yes. and layers and layers of toxin that's underneath that manifests as a as a as a, a modern day slave. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. 
This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Once again, we are in the studio with Virginia Arnold and Arlene Hip of Royal Royals. And we are have just been having a great little conversation talking about a variety of things. I'm super pumped about this whole adopt a block. Come on, let's go, you yes. guys. Let's 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 really put our money where our mouth is, put things into action. I'm super excited about that. Um, Virginia, how can people get in touch with you if they want to get involved with what you're doing? So our website is Royals, R-O-Y-L-S, Inc., I-N-C, dot com. And um, we are, that's how you can get in touch with us or my um, email, email, to which is royals.sisterhood at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having us. God bless you. It's been um, a pleasure. Yeah. So we have a few other items um, uh, to just go over. Um, first thing is uh, we are going to be having our street outreach um, April 20th. We just had, so what we did in Oakland this past Saturday was our March outreach. Usually we do it third Saturday of the month, but we switched it up on you. So we're going back to third Saturday. It's going to be April the 20th, 7 p.m. to midnight. If you want to reach out to me for the details, you can do so by emailing me at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. Uh, we also are participating in We Run Oakland for our children on June 1st from 8 to 12 p.m. And uh, the link to to register is on our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. I also want to encourage you to um, start a fight for love support group, a 12-step support group um, in, an, in a neighborhood near you. This is a book for survivors of abuse, domestic violence, and human trafficking. And uh, we are starting a new group, although we're full. I'm sorry. We're starting on March 20th. Um, but there are other uh, groups that we'd like to see uh, start up in different areas. Areas and um, there is actually a facilitator guide, and um, there's also an author facilitated video that you can uh, use as an accompaniment with the book if you're interested. So reach out to us again. You can reach me at Vanessa at Love Never Fails Us dot com if you're interested.
interested. Um, we are a, a listener-supported organization and, and radio show. And so we're asking you to become a member of Love Never Fails um, you, for as little as $12 a month on up to $500 a month, whatever whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Sponsor us today. Um, and you can do that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. Um, and then just a few other items. You can like our pages and learn more about what we're doing. We're in Love Never Fails uh, uh, is our website, loveneverfailsus.com uh, rather. Um, our Facebook page is Love Never Fails, I believe it's Inc. And um, Love Never Fails 5 is our Twitter page. We have an Instagram, but I don't remember it. I'm sorry I'm so old. <laughs> um, but um, I definitely want to hear from you. So please reach out, be a part of uh, what we're doing. Don't just talk about it, be about it. Let's let's get out there. Let's, if the Lord puts on your heart to adopt a block in Oakland, reach out. Uh, I know Sister Arlene, Sister Virginia, myself, we want to hear about what you guys want to do to serve the people of Oakland and the greater Bay Area and uh, and beyond. So thank you again for tuning in today. And if you have not heard it before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.